like to welcome everybody this morning. We, uh, we appreciate the crowd we have, and we appreciate our children singing for us this morning. And uh, just uh, thankful for the, the day the Lord's given us. And uh, we were thinking this morning uh, about that scripture Blaine read Wednesday night. I've, I've went back and read that a couple times, and though everything that was going on, that still small voice passed by. I'm glad that passed by for me one time, and <clears throat> my prayer this morning is it'll it'll pass by and uh, speak to some people this morning. And, uh, people respond to that still small voice, and, uh, but uh, I guess that's all I got on my heart. I'm asked uh, Jeremy to dismiss Sunday school. We appreciate everybody being here this morning, and it uh, seemed like it was a little little hard for me this morning. I don't know why. I'm, I guess I'm getting old, but uh, we appreciate, like the little kids showing how good the Lord's been to us. Uh, I couldn't, I, I, there's no way I could put it into words. Just just tell you the Lord's been good to me. And uh, the best thing ever happened to me in my life was the day I got saved. And it's been good every day since then. I ain't been so good did all the time, but it's been good for me. And uh, our lesson this morning is, talking about the sower and the seed and uh, real familiar scripture in, in uh, 13th chapter of Matthew and uh, the prophet Joel said blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm in my holy mount and uh, he's talking about the gospel uh Sound the alarm, and and that's not just for Terry Brock. I know God called him to be the mouthpiece, to be the preacher, and uh, uh, and that's great. He he does a fine job, does a great job. That's my 
And I, I've been here, I've been in this church all my life, far back as I can remember anyway. And Terry has too. We, we knew each other when we were kids, but ever, ever since God's called him to preach, in my opinion, he's done a real great job. But I've got my part in, in, in the gospel going out in this church. It, God, God can give Terry one of the best messages in the world and, and help him to preach it. But if we're sitting back here with our arms crossed and about half asleep and, and uh, we're not doing our job, uh, the Bible said it, we need to come to the house of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And he'll be there. Now, I said, I said last week or sometime, I, I don't remember, just recently, I said every time I come to church, the devil comes with me. And, and that's the truth. He's in this flesh. But by the same token, every time I come to church, the Lord comes with me. Because he's down in my soul. And if I'll let him, he'll override everything the devil puts in, the, in here to try to mess me up. It, it's, sometimes, sometimes it's kind of hard for me to teach Sunday school because I can't get this fella out of the way. But uh, the prophet Joel said, sound the, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm in my holy mountain. And that goes back to, I've quoted, I've quoted this scripture the last two or three times I've tried to teach, or, or I've read it in, in the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, where it talks about uh, Mount Zion and, and the holy Jerusalem. We are come to them. We've come to the holy Jerusalem, to Mount Zion, and we need to blow the trumpet in Zion. That's, that's in God's church. And that's, that's the part that's down on the inside now. We got to, the Bible told us to, now listen, this, this ain't to the inside. This is to this fellow right here. He said to lay us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. That's talking to this fellow right here. I need to lay aside everything that gets in my way and, and gets my mind stirred up in the wrong direction, I need to lay that all aside and, and look to Jesus, the Bible said, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured the cross in joy because he's looking at a little 15-year-old boy that was on his way to hell. And he died for me. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God through faith unto salvation to everyone who believe. And when the gospel goes out, the seed's being planted. God, God sends the seed down. He, he gives Terry what he needs to preach. And he gives the church the, 
when, when we come with our hearts in the right place, and, and that that go for Terry too. He can't preach if his heart ain't right, which he does a fine job about all the time, as far as I know, as far as I can tell. But, but I know sometimes, and I can tell on me, I know sometimes I come to church and I'm not in the place that I need to be. Now, I don't get lazy sometimes or something. I don't know. Because I've, I've, I've not been out in the world into nothing bad or whatever. But sometimes I come to church and my heart's just not where it needs to be. And if I can't if I can't get my heart humble somewhere in the meeting, I don't I don't get nothing out of the meeting. There's a lot of times that I've come to church and sat right there on the front bench when the choir sang, Lord, I need help. I'm I ain't where I need to be. But it's our job as a church when God sends when God sends a message. It's our job to deliver that. And the better we do our job, and I just now thought of this. I guess I should have thought of it earlier. But the better we do our job, the better that we live our lives, the better that we shine a light, the better ground that seed's going to fall into. If we can, if we can prove to our people, I'm talking about the way we live and the way that we conduct ourselves and the way we have church. If we can prove to our people that what we got's the real thing that they need it, it makes it a lot easier for the gospel to go out and get a hold of them and, and draw them in. Now, I remember. I remember when I got saved, uh, it was a battle. God, God got a hold of me. That they talking about the still small voice, and I thought, I thought Brother Ash was preaching pretty loud. But what was talking to me down in here was a still small voice. God was God was convicting my heart, and and I. In, in here, same battle I have today. It's just different. It's not exactly the same battle, but it's with the same foe. I'm still battling the devil all the time. But that morning, that morning I got saved, I'd already decided I wasn't going. And I've told this story over and over, but I'd already decided I was going to stay right there, and and uh, and I would have done that if Edna hadn't come to me that morning. All she did stuck her hand out and said, "Do you need to pray?" And I come out of there, and God saved me. It just took a little nudge. I needed a little help, and God sent the help I needed. So if God, if God ever, if God ever tells you that you need to go shake hands with somebody or invite, ask them do they need to pray. That's important. 
If Edna hadn't come to me that morning, where would I be? I have no idea. But I'd already decided I wasn't going to the altar. But the Lord, the Lord changed my mind. But it's very important. Now we we can say uh, when it talks about the sower here, we can say that's that's God sowing the seed, and that's absolutely the truth. God's the one who does the sowing, but He does it through us. He sends He sends His message, and God knows every person that's going to be here this morning. He already knows that. He knew that when Jesus died on the cross. He knew every person that was going to be in the service this morning. And He knew exactly what it would take to reach them and convict their heart and show them that they needed Jesus. And He knew exactly where my heart would have to be for that to work out the way He wanted it to. And your heart. So we've ever one got a part in that seed being planted. So we need to humble our heart, do like Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord, send me. And I I've I've done that a few times in my life, but right out of my heart. But one one really stands out to me, and this was way back, I, probably before me and I'm Jean was married. We was having a revival, and I was sitting up here in the choir, and the preacher was giving the altar call and having a real good meeting. And I was in the meeting. I wasn't. I, that was one of the times I was in the meeting. God was blessing. And I said, Lord, I'm ready. I, I need to give me something to do. I'm ready. And I meant that right out of my heart. And it just come to me what uh, Moses told the children of Israel at the Red Sea, stand still and see the salvation of God. So I just sat back and enjoyed the service. It wasn't my time. God didn't need, didn't need me to do nothing right then other than just to enjoy what was going on. And and that's part that's part of the service. If God if God ain't got a big job for me to do, or you to do, or whatever, and and we and we can sit and enjoy the service, that shows up on you. I've I've sat I've sat before in church and just look around at people while it's, while the service was going on, and you could tell by looking at them. They were really enjoying the service, and that, that gave me a blessing. That helped me. And if if somebody, have you ever been in a, a service that was kind of dragging along, kind of low, and uh, seemed like nobody didn't have nothing, maybe somebody get up and sing a song and set you on fire? God knew what we needed, and he sent it. So if God gives you something to do, absolutely move. Do what God gives you. It might set the whole meeting off. 
It might, it might cause the alarm to be sounded in the holy mountain. And, uh, but anyway, uh, in the first, first verse of the 13th chapter, it said, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. Jesus had been sitting talking to some people uh, in the 12th chapter. And the 50th verse said, for his, they come to him where he was at and said, your, your mother and your brethren are outside. They want to see you. And he said, who is my mother and my brethren? And then he said, them that do the will of my father. And I just kind of paraphrased that. but uh, And I was trying to look, maybe somebody knows more than I do, I was trying to look to see what house that was talking about. And the last time he was in a house, he was in the house of the Lord. But I don't believe that's where this took place, but I don't know. But anyway, he was talking to them. And I believe, I believe the crowd got big enough so they couldn't get in the house. That's, that's the reason they were outside asking for him. And uh, that's, a, that's a good problem for, for God's church to have. Is for the crowd to get so big that everybody can't get in the house. And uh, uh, I, I tell a story once in a while uh, about a, a church caught on fire. And a uh, guy lived across the road, hadn't never been to that church. And he was the first one there with a bucket of water to throw water on the fire. And somebody asked him after it was all put out. Uh, said, you ain't never been to this church. What made you come tonight? He said, the church ain't been on fire before. So if we if we get on fire, it draws a crowd. If we wonder why people like coming to church, we need to look at ourselves. And and I I thank God for how good He's moves He moves in this church. I'm not throwing stones at nobody. Uh, I'm the I got to look in the mirror if there's any stone throwing down. But it's our job to be ready. So Jesus went out out of the house and sat by the seaside and uh, and a great and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a, a ship and set. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And Jesus preached his own gospel while he was here. I'm talking in the flesh now. While he was here, he preached his own gospel. In the, in the first chapter of the book of Hebrews, said God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last times spoken unto, his, unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Now, he spoke by the prophets. Jesus preached while he was here. And we could bring that on down 
ever ever since ever since Jesus went back to heaven, he told the church then, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And the church, Jesus has been preaching the gospel through men that he's called to preach ever since ever since God preached the first message himself in the Garden of Eden when he called Adam, said, Adam, where art thou? And he's been preaching it ever since. It's been God's message. And if it's preached in power, if it's, if it's the gospel, I'll say it that way. If it's the gospel, God done the preaching. And uh, so there was a great multitude gathered and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And uh, he told, like I quoted just a minute ago, he told the disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Now, but, but we can't, Terry can study and, and read, and, and, and I believe God requires that of him. He ain't the only one. Every one of us, God requires that. He said, study to shew thyself approved a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So he told us to study. And then, after we've studied, we can't, we can't, I want to, I want to get this, this was the point I wanted to make. Terry can't study enough to make him up a message that, that will reach people's hearts. Now, I, I probably as, as well read as he is, he could, he could make him up one, a real good sounding one, and a lot of guys do. They'll make them up a real good sounding message. But if the Spirit of God ain't in it, it's not the gospel. So I quoted that one a minute ago. The gospel is the power of God through faith unto salvation. And he ain't talking, he ain't talking about the written word. Now, this, this is God's written word from I believe from the first of Genesis till the last of Revelation. I believe God God inspired people to write it just like He's inspiring people to preach it today. It's God's inspired word. And it has to come by inspiration now in order to reach people's souls. And uh, anybody got anything? God could God could do that, but I don't I don't see why he would want to on the same day with the same crowd. But anyway. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold a sower went forth to sow. And when he when he sowed some 
seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and gathered them up. And that goes right back to what I was saying. Now, there's there are some people, there's more people that's not going to get saved than are, according to the Bible. It said, straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that go in thereout. But he said, wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many there be that go in that way. So there's a lot of people that's not going to get saved. And the, the main, I, I'd say the, the only reason is they don't want to, or Satan talks them into waiting a little longer and they just keep putting it off. You know, you, every one of you knows how it was when God was talking to you. you and like me, I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I wasn't going to go to the altar. Satan already talked me into staying right where I was at. But God changed my mind. Satan, and, and evidently you guys are here this morning, so God changed his mind in your case too. Because he's tried to, he tried to talk every one of us out of getting saved one way or another. And he's still doing that. Hey, He's still fighting tooth and nail. Even seemed to me like short of, short of people getting killed and, and so on for coming to church, he's fighting the church about harder than he ever has. And it's our job, it's our job to, to push back, fight back. And I'm talking about get the devil out of our lives and, and go to work for Jesus. Lay aside every weight and a sin. Present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. When I come to Jesus and when you come to Jesus, if, you get, if you're saved, and I believe everybody here probably is, uh, if you're saved when you come to Jesus, you gave your life to him. When I come to Jesus, I gave him my life. Now, I've not, I've not kept that up like I should have all the time. But I belong to Jesus. I'm his. He, he's, he's allowed to do with me whatever he wants to. And... Uh, but the devil, the devil's still fighting us on that one. Every time God, Paul said, "When I would do good, evil's present," and uh, we have a, we still have a battle with Satan every day of our life. He's still walking up and down in the earth. That's this thing right here, seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to keep me. And this goes right along with everything I've said today. He's trying to keep me from doing my little part. And I ain't got a big part. I just got a little, little dinky part to do. And he's trying to keep me from doing that. So that maybe there's just one person left in the world that I could be a help to. 
And if he can have me sitting on the bench not doing my part when it's my time to maybe do something that would reach out to them, he's done his job. He wants us to keep our seats and not shout and not tell the world how good it is to be saved. And our families and our people die and go to hell. It's up to us. Jesus said, you're the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. And if the world's looking at us, we're sitting on the hill, all right. And the world's looking at us. What kind of light are we showing them? If we're living for Jesus... We're doing. We're sending them the right message, the right light, the right everything. But if we're not doing our part for Jesus, then our light's dark. They're looking at a dark city, but they're still looking. If people look, if people look at us in in, in Lima Missionary Baptist Church, and I. I've never, I've not heard this in years, but I, I, there was, there was a time way back that I did hear this a few times. If that's what Christians are like, I don't need to go to that church. I heard that said a time or two about this church. That's been way back, way back years ago. But I thank God. Uh, and I brag on this church probably more than anybody. God's blessed us beyond measure. And we and I'm like somebody said just here lately, uh, we've had we've had some of the greatest people that God's ever had on the face of the earth members of this church. From the time I was just a little boy. And, and I'll say this right now. We got some of the best right now that's ever lived on the face of the earth, in my opinion. God's blessed us. And, if, and the, reason, the reason God's blessed us, there's been a few people. He said where two or three come together in my name, there am I in the midst. There's been at least two or three coming together here in his name. And I believe it's more than that, but way more than that. But God's, God's blessed us because somewhere along in our lives, we've chose to praise him, to glorify him in our life. So he's blessed us and blessed the church. And I'll... I've often thought I get I get to thinking too much sometimes I guess, but I I, I want there to be a, a better church here when I'm gone than has ever been here while I'm living. And that'd be a hard matter, but God can do it. I'm way off the lesson, but if we're gonna sow, if we're gonna, if we're gonna spread the seed that God gives us, then we gotta live the very best that we can and do our job for Him. 
And when the choir gets up here to sing this morning, bring this home to us today, I guess. When the choir gets up here to sing this morning, our hearts ought to be in, in tune with heaven saying, Lord, bless them. Fill them up with your spirit. Let them, let them sing in power. And it, have you ever noticed, I know everybody has, because I have, if a, church gets, if, church, if a church service gets started off up here, it lasts for the whole meeting. It fills the preacher's cup up. People have got special songs. They get filled up. Everybody's ready to go. Yeah. It, it, gets us, it gets us where we need to be. Gets our hearts centered on heaven and on our lost people. And... Uh, so that's where our hearts need to be when the choir gets up here when they start coming in this morning. Start praying for them. Do the very best you can. Isaiah asked a question, and this goes along with everything I've said this morning, but he asked a question in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, Who hath believed our report? You read the rest of that 53rd chapter, the report that Isaiah gave, he was, he was talking about Jesus. He was preaching Jesus. And he said, who hath believed our report? And sometime, sometimes I imagine Terry wonders the same thing. Because he'll preach, he preaches hard out, God will bless, and nobody don't move. Satan, Satan stole the seed away or done something, one of these different things in here that talks about the seed. Uh, Satan's, trying, Satan's trying to keep us from reaching our people or keep God from reaching them. And the only way he, the only way he can stop God is to stop us. He, can't, he don't have any power over God. Joshua told the children of Israel one time, said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Whether you're going to serve the gods of the Amorites or you're going to serve the real God. Choose to, right now. And we've got to make that choice. We've still got that choice every day of our life. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. So we need to make the choice to serve God and give him the very best we got so that our people can get saved. Anybody else got anything? Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no, no depth of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Now, 
that don't mean somebody got saved and then got it took away from them. I've, how many people have you heard in your life say, say, before I got saved, if you'd have asked me, I'd have said, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I'd been brought up in church all my life. I believed in Jesus, and I, and really, they was people in this church before I got saved that I had all kinds of confidence in. Uh, probably back then, I'd, some of them preachers in the church, as uh, far as I'm concerned, could walk on water. Uh, I had a, I had an awful lot of confidence in them. But I wasn't saved. And when God started calling me, then the devil started working on me a lot worse than he ever had. But I, I thank God that I'm saved. And I, I thank God <clears throat> every day of my life, I thank God for this church. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and, and choked them. Now, we don't want to be the thorn that the, where the seed fell among the thorns. Uh, we don't want to be what springs up and chokes the seed out of some of our people that's lost. There's the devil, the devil will throw ever, and we all know this. The devil will throw everything he can at you and me, and and try to mess us up, try to keep us from doing our job. And then, he, by the same token, if the gospel does reach out to our people, he's throwing everything he can at them to try to keep them from moving. So it's a it's a constant warfare. But I want to throw I want to throw this in for what it's worth, and it's worth a bunch. We've we've got a warfare, but Jesus already won the war. And he told us to when we've done all to stand, stand therefore, being girded with all the all the armor, I can't quote it all, but put on the whole armor of God. And he told us to be ready, be instant, in season, out of season. Be ready to do our job. But others fell in good ground and brought forth fruit, some in hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And God knew from the foundation of the world, and this is hard for people to understand, but God knew from the foundation of the world every one of us that was going to get saved. And he knew everyone that wasn't. 
but he still sent Jesus to die on the cross that whosoever will could have everlasting life. God's no respecter of persons, and he lets, and Paul said, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. So God's, God's reached out. Everybody that's ever lived before us, God reached them, and he will reach everybody that comes after us. He'll give them their opportunity. And it's up to them whether they let the tares and the, and the bad ground get in their way. It's up to them. It was up to me that Sunday morning in 1956 when God spoke to me. It was my choice. And I come awful close to making a bad one. But God knew that if I, if I got just a little bit of help, I'd get saved. And I believe He does everything He can to get everybody in. He's not, he's not counted anybody out, even though he knows. He's still giving them just as good an opportunity as he gave to me. So it's up to everybody. To, it's up to every individual. I'm about out of time. I can't hardly see that clock, but hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh a wicked one and, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. So we if we if we hear the word and don't understand it, uh, you can't get you couldn't get saved with that anyway. If you if you heard it and didn't understand it, I understood. Oh, I'm going to have to quit. But I understood when when God allowed preacher Ash to preach that morning to me. He he said, "Whom say men?" Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They, they said different, different prophets and different people. And he said, "But whom say ye?" And Peter said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And he said, "Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father, which is in heaven." And God revealed that to me when He preached that that morning. But it wasn't the voice of the preacher. Like I said, it was that still small voice down in here. And it's still there.